Hi everyone, Robbie here. That's right, it's that time again. I have a new book to announce. Dead End, My Zombie Meets Late Stage Capitalism Story is now available for pre-order. Here's a brief description. Joe Amory is broke. He's sleeping on his ex's couch, and the bills for his mom's retirement home won't pay themselves. He doesn't want to work in Niles Fulfillment Center, but it's the only place hiring. Nile is the largest company on earth, selling everything, and their warehouse is infamous for its shoddy treatment of employees. But Joe grits his teeth, takes the job. But there's something suspicious happening at Nile. Joe learns of a new opportunity in research and development. A promotion that pays double his current salary. A chance to dig himself out of debt, one that seems too good to be true. Joe doesn't trust it, and discovers Niall is conducting horrific experiments on their workforce to create the perfect employee. A worker that doesn't need to eat, nor drink, nor sleep. The undead. Now Joe must stop Niall's gruesome science before they deliver this monstrous technology into the world. Dead End is available for pre-order now wherever you buy your books. There's a link in the show notes as well. I'm very proud of it and would love for you to check it out. On to the show. everybody this is the simpson show i'm robbie with my co-host matt and we are here to talk about the simpsons from the beginning matt how are you i uh, robbie this episode hurt a lot because i i just it's it's full of the dumbest things i've ever seen in my life and i just really don't want to think about it anymore i it's fine matt i don't know it's fine. I mean, it could be worse. That's true. It's fine. Like I don't feel. But also, I, I don't feel much. I think that's the issue with it. I just don't feel much about it. And I, f- I think it should be an episode. I feel like it's definitely trying to make you feel things, and it doesn't really work on me. I, and that's probably the problem. Hi, we are Radio by Sports on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content for $5 a month. Gain access to that much, much more. We thank everyone who supports us on there, and uh, we appreciate you if you don't to think about it. It's the best deal in podcasting. As Ed wants to say it again, this week's episode is The Real Housewives of Fat Tony. Episode NABF12, originally aired May 1st, 2011, written by Dick Blasucci, directed by Lance Kramer, received a 3.1 rating with 5.8 million viewers. The couch gag. The couch and the family are on the cover of a VHS video, which is inside an abandoned rental store called Million Dollar Video. The store and everything inside it gets demolished. It's about right, 2011. That's when basically all the VHS... Ballcluster and all the VH plus, VHS places kind of went. We're done. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't, I have, I don't. I, I'm not gonna say this. I, have, I don't understand the nostalgia for Blockbuster. Blockbuster was always the crummy video store. It's like they had. Oh yeah. They didn't. They, everything was more expensive. They wouldn't stock like interesting, weird movies. They only had the big Blockbuster stuff. You go to your weirdo rental, like superstore. I we had a superstore video news. It was giant, and it had a bunch of weird stuff. It was great. That's what I, that's what I miss. I don't miss Blockbuster. Uh, this episode guest stars Joe Montana as Fat Tony. If you would not have guessed it from the title, this is an episode with lots of what? Fat Tony. Um, I it feels like the reaction to this is that this episode is at least through our, our patrons and what I've read online. It's like people like this 
okay. And I guess it's better than the strangling episode, but I would not. I mean, true, but like, there's a lot of problems with this. I... Um, Homer. Okay, so we start with Homer. The episode begins. Homer and the kids are in line for the DMV. Uh, they're bored. Homer. They see an arcade, and uh, Homer leaves the kids in line. Homer goes to the arcade to hold the kids hold this place, but. When he comes back, the kids revolt and auction the place, his place in line. We get a bunch of jokes about people in town get offering sandwiches and whatever. Um, I, I'm going to ask you the question right away. Did okay. you laugh at anything in this episode? Oh, I even put in the notes. There was one thing. Oh, the pasta joke later on. I don't know why, but pool noodles that have different pasta noodles tickled me for some reason. Uh, but that is the only thing I recall laughing at. I'm. I did not laugh at anything in this episode. Uh, there's lots of mafia jokes. My God, there are so many stereotype mafia jokes. If you like them, if you like them a lot, you'll like this episode. If you don't, you're robbing. Then you're not, well, you might still <laughs> like the episode, but you're definitely not going to find any humor in it. I didn't. Ugh. I. I wouldn't say I like this episode, Matt. I would say it's better. No, I, I would. It's say that better than the worst. Uh, but. So they auction the spot in line. It, it, Fat Tony shows up, and he kind of intimidates his way into the spot, offering just a lollipop. Um, but this really is just to get us to the meeting between Fat Tony and Selma. Hello, Selma. I'd like to submit a change of address. Leaving Mockingbird Lane, Mr. Munster? Excuse me? Dad, Aunt Selma's treating a mob boss like an ordinary taxpayer. <laughs> and we've got front row seats. So, you're here for an eye test? Read this. Process my form. <sighs> I'm afraid this is the wrong form. The one you want is on that table. And if I retrieve that form, will I be able to maintain my advantageous position in line? Try it and see. Nope. Jeez, we had a safe full of gold in there and it didn't ride so low. I just... I guess they're trying to make a fat joke, but Robbie, do you know that, how much gold weighs? I'm, Matt, I, they're, they're, do you, you, you could have stopped right. I guess they're trying to make a fat joke. That's, there you go. You, you don't need, we don't, there's oh. nothing. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, I know. Selma's kidnapped. It's, I, we're going to talk about suspension of disbelief in a moment. Um, and it's, <laughs> but before that, we have to get to the B plot, which is, this is where we are, Matt. This is where we are, where we go. We just go, okay, that's fine. Where Bart and Lisa are in the woods. Okay. They're walking around. They're licking their lollipop that they got from Fat Tony. And in a, with a bunch of weird, they accidentally t lick the same spot on a lollipop. They hate, they feel gross. And through this weird misadventure, they find that Bart can sniff out truffles. Oh, yeah. That's totally a thing. This is what this B-plot is. It is the adventures of Bart and Lisa when they discover that Bart can smell truffles. Okay. That's all it is. There's nothing else to it. 
that is literally it. Um, Lu- Luigi shows up with a hog, a pig, that a, a truffle hog, and wants you know they, there's back and forth. This takes forever, Matt. I can't. I cannot. This I'm I'm way more impatient with this than I am that the Fat Tony Selma stuff. Like this, I find well, yeah, no joy in it. Could be interesting. This is just stupid. Boring. I I don't understand. Like who wrote this down saying Bart can smell truffles? He's now a truffle pig. What? Um, we the the truffle pig that Luigi. I wouldn't I wouldn't mention this, but this is important to the plot. Luigi has a truffle pig. He relegates the truffle pig to sharpening knives in his kitchen. This is a, a joke about how he's going to kill the pig, but instead he hires the pig to sharpen knives. Um, we cut back to the A-plot where Selma has been kidnapped, is tied up in some dark, scary place, and Fat Tony and her uh, fall in love, I guess. The view was better inside the sack. You are one tough cookie. I tell you what, I'll let you pick which body part I cut off first. Fine. I choose my love handles. What? Then my arm waddles, my cankles, and finish off with my excess back fat. You do not register the level of fear, say, Louis here would. Yeah, show some respect for the process. You asked what I wanted cut off, and I want lipo. Lots of lipo. Or are you not a man of your word? Ha <laughs> I like you. I don't know whether to knock you on your kisser or kiss you on your knockers. <clears throat> I don't know whether to peck you on the kisser or kiss you on the... You shall have your lipo. Call our doctor friend who owes us a favor. Actually, we owe him a favor. Do him two favors. Then remind him that he owes us a favor. Tony, the surgery was a complete success. So, can I take your cousin, the anesthesiologist, off the payroll? You certainly may. Now, where is my Selma? Here's the part that's not in the trash. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boys. I'd like a little privacy with Selma. Why didn't you take the doctor out back? Should we take care of him or take care of him? Take care of him. I don't know what that meant. I mean, was it the first one or the second one? I can't ask him. Otherwise, he's going to take care of me. Now to take care of you. Take care of me or take care of me. The one that's this one. Mm. Get it, Robbie? Because "take care of me" is very uh, means the, uh, means the ambiguous. Yeah, c- c- double entendres. Yeah, I know. Um, suspension of disbelief, man. This is the meat cue. Uh, yeah. This is the meat cue, right? It's setting up apparently this, setting up this entire episode is is Selma and Fat Tony meeting this way, where they are antagonistic towards each other at the DMV. So, so. I'm going to spell this out. Fat Tony kidnaps Selma, throws her into the trunk of a car. She, uh, with a sack on her head, they bring her to some warehouse and he asks what part of her she, he wants, she wants removed first. And she says, I want liposuction. And then he falls in love with her. Apparently now that she has, I mean, I can't imagine a lot of people talk back to fat Tony. So I can see that as being somewhat refreshing to him. So like, there's a core here that I could get behind, but they just take it to such weird levels. I'm I'm already I'm already I I'm immediately like well I there's there's really good Selma episodes um out there. There hasn't been a good one in a long time. But they exist and I can go watch them and they are 
they are all more believable than this. This is is Selma human, Matt? Like is Selma a human person, a human being? She's not scared I at mean, all. If you ask of, anyone besides Homer, yes. I mean, that's the like. I'm all immediate. Like, oh, this isn't real. Selma's not real. Selma is so. You're telling me Selma is so freaking tough, so so cold, so hard, or at least so nihilistic. So, or yeah, just like, oh, I don't care if I die. That she can just like stare down a mob boss who's asking for which limb she wants removed, and she's just like, I want liposuction, and. And Matt, I you you say, oh, Fat Tony might be like curious about this woman who doesn't back down, and you're like, I'm yeah, I'm right there with you. That's that's probably something like for someone who doesn't get pushed back ever, probably would intrigue him a certain extent. But what about the Selma half of this? Is Selma so desperate or so broken, like that this man gives her plastic surgery and so she's immediately smitten with him? Why is she why does why does Selma like Fat Tony? Does it can I you... mean he's a guy in power and we've seen that she has weird likes. I mean she's married Lyle Hutz, Troy McClure, uh Apu at one point. No, she did she didn't marry Apu. This goes too apparently <laughs> that's canon now that's in this, this episode. Too. I just it's yeah. I mean that's the point, Matt. This is a joke. This is it the episodes where like the episodes with Troy McClure is like real, like there's real emotion and real like, and it's about tap mm-hmm. and dealing with an actual like relationship problem where she's like, oh, well, she finds out this relationship is a sham. It's not real. But is it worth it for that comfort for the not in and honestly, just very simple like equation of like, oh, I have someone with me to grow old with, even if we're not like, you know, in love. But there's nothing here. This is nothing. This is like, hey, the plot says that they're in love, so they are. Also, liposuction like debilitates you if you like. She would not be on her feet. She'd be covered in like her whole body would be wrecked. Oh well, yeah, it takes months to heal from liposuction. But whatever, who cares? This episode doesn't care. We go to our first commercial. Sixteen six minutes and eighteen seconds. Yeah, for once, this episode is actually split up, you know, relatively evenly. So poor Robbie's not stuck with a twenty-minute uh, act one. So. Uh, we go back to the Simpson home where Marge is hanging out with Patty and Selma and Homer uh, is still being mean uh, to Patty and Selma indirectly by comparing them to each other now that Selma is not quite as overweight. Uh, but then Fat Tony comes in and uh, Homer is basically forced by threat of violence to be nice to both Patty and Selma, which I think is nice of Fat Tony to, uh, you know, inc- uh, to, you know, umbrella uh, Patty uh, with his protection as well. Uh, we then get a montage of fat tony and selma hanging out and to be fair this montage does show them being relatively happy together i mean it it makes sense uh but then we see tony propose we see he gets down on one knee offers her a ring frankie the squealer goes overboard you know the usual stuff and a a mafia proposal i what i know it's fine it's fine man i I'm, i'm just gonna like every time you say like oh yeah this makes sense why does it make sense why do they why is there a connection here between the two of them yeah why? Because they tell us. I mean, so I think I think Selma has a thing for guys who are famous or in power. Because I mean, that was basically Troy McClure for her. Is she liked the idea of being with somebody who's famous? And a mafia figure is kind of like that. So I'm willing to give them that one. I'm not. The rest of this episode, not as much. I'm not, Matt. I'm not. I'm not going to be. I'm not giving today. I've decided. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I want. Give me like. Okay. Sorry. Just continue. All right. Uh, we go back to the B plot. 
uh, Bart finds some more truffles, and Lisa takes all the money. I guess Bart is not getting any anything out of this yet. Lisa is just taking all the money. And we see the beginnings of a frayed partnership because Lisa is a little too aggressive with Bart. But I there's not one part of this truffle plot that I enjoy in it. Nope, none of it, not at all. It's all incredibly stupid. Uh, we get back uh, almost immediately uh, to Tony and Selma. Uh, they get uh, married. Uh, we see a nice wedding. Uh, the service is in Italian. More on that later, apparently. Uh, but when the family shows up, they are not given the respect they deserve. Uh, excuse me, we can't find our seats. Marge and Homer Simpson? Oh, yes, you're at table 46. <laughs> right this way. Hmm. There must be some mistake. Uh, oh, it's no mistake. That table is Tony and his friends. This table is a DMV. This one, legitimate businessmen of Shelbyville, FBI, children's table, gifts, venue. And how do you know the bride? I'm her sister. And you? I bought her ping pong table on Craigslist. Color yourself slighted. <laughs> So how's your tiramisu? We haven't even gotten our salads yet. So, who wants a picture with the happy couple? Why did you seat us in Siberia? Because somebody's husband has a reputation for embarrassing himself in public situations. He's on his best behavior, which is very impressive considering he's mad about a sports result. Lousy St. Louis Cardinals can't win the 1985 World Series on classic sports. Smile for the camera. I was never sure about this marriage. With that attitude, don't bother coming to the brunch tomorrow. We're throwing the brunch. Man, that photographer got everything. So, yes, obviously, Selma doesn't want Homer acting a fool at her wedding. She puts the whole family in the back. Robert, did you laugh at the whole sports result thing? No, I didn't laugh at this episode. I'm sorry. I just... Neither well, did I, because it's incredibly stupid. Like, I, I understand the whole, oh, yeah, this guy's super mad because of a sports thing that happened. But it's just not, it doesn't come across as a well-written joke. I, I mean... My problem with most of this, Matt, is nothing. Like, yeah, the jokes aren't good. I don't, but the jokes wouldn't, I don't, they probably, they would make it better, obviously, if it, like, there's a lot of really funny stuff in it. But what is the conflict? Is this the conflict of this episode? Marge and Selma? It's one of the conflicts. That's the weird part. You're right. Because we have this conflict. We then get the uh, other conflict when it's revealed that, oh, Selma, in fact, did not get married and then we also have the Bart Lisa conflict. None of these make sense and are really paid more than lip service to, quite frankly. That ultimately, Matt, that is what we like. If this is a Selma episode, right? Or even a Fat Tony episode. It's not a Fat Tony episode. Fat yeah. Tony is a static character. He's here a lot, but he's not the character of this episode. It's not really Selma. Marge is the person, the only person, I guess Marge and Selma kind of have the central conflict, really, because it's about them you know being fighting with each other about their marriages I, I guess i don't know why why is that the conflict here i don't know um but in a cell if this was a like selma episode to, to me if it's a selma episode it means selma has to make a choice has to make a decision that reflects back on her character about a conflict it's every single selma episode that all the good ones. That's a, what they are. Largely, they're relationship based, which is perfectly fine. Um, and normally, like you could sell it like, oh, in 
the shape is store the shape of this is sort of there where it's like oh Selma realizes that if she's with Fat Tony she will never only be the only one with Fat Tony Fat Tony's going to even if she is his wife he's going to have a mistress or a girlfriend because he's that's his lifestyle that's the he's a mob boss that he's accustomed to it and he has power so he's allowed to do what he wants um and and you see that bear out in lots of mafia stories that focus more on the women uh of those of those stories is like oh well there's a wife of a mafia boss and can does she, is this the life she wants where she's taken care of and she's comfortable it's you see it in goodfellas a little bit but um is, she's taken care of she's comfortable but she knows that she's not the only person her husband sees she knows that her husband has a has a girlfriend or a mistress or both or multiple girlfriends um and it's can you can can does she want to live with that does she want to be stay married to this man who when she knows that and but be comfortable right it's that exchange mm-hmm. and that's what i would assume that this would be right that Selma would have to make that choice of like, do I want to? And you know, ultimately, she'd probably go, no, I don't. I want to be someone's actual. I want to be a wife. I want to be their own. I want to monogamous, yeah, I mean, this, monogamous this relationship. A, a recycled conflict from the Troy McClure episode because she could have stayed with Troy McClure and just been like, oh, I, you know, I could be comfortable in this because you know now that Troy is you know quote unquote married, uh, he is getting choice roles and will be rich again, and I could be in this you know kind of fake relationship. It's kind of the same thing. So they're doing it again, but in a mafia setting because I guess the mafia jokes were irresistible. I, I, but they, that's not even the conflict, Matt. Like that, there is no like conflict about what Selma's going well, to no, do because just, that, they they had already done that conflict. I, but I don't like that's the thing, Matt. Like there is no the conflict in this is that Selma and Marge are angry at each other for because Marge has a bad seat at the reception. That's it. Like that's that is what is happening here because Homer hasn't been embarrassing once or twice in the in the past, at at parties once or, or weddings, <laughs> whatever. Man, they 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 act like Fat Tony and Homer have no history in this episode. By the way, they don't even that's reference true, it yes. one time. So what am I? I don't know when this takes place. Whatever, it's fine. Oh, sorry. Uh, we go to a commercial after that. Eleven minutes and thirty one seconds. We come back. This third act is forever. Uh, this is, if I didn't like the first act, the second, the the first half of this episode, the second half is worse, um, in all appreciable ways, especially this third act. This third act is rough. Um, Fat Tony wants to have everyone be friendly. He wants the sisters, Marge and Selma in particular, to be, get along. So he invites them down to the coast, which is just the Jersey Shore, because they wanted to make some Jersey Shore jokes. Of course. Um, so we cut out. We we cut to the B plot here. I think this is all of this is the last of the B plot, right? Yeah. After this super long sequence, multiple scenes all together, there is no more B plot. So Bart can't find any more truffles. Lisa's being really mean about it. Um, Otto is here because they found some different types of mushrooms. Eh, 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 get it? Magic mushrooms. Aha, drug reference. Hallucinate. Yeah, it's Otto. He's a drug drug man. Um, Lisa puts Bart in some strange... Matt calls it a Hannibal Lecter mask. It's not a Hannibal Lecter mask. It's some... I want to say it's some like weird blinders or something to like focus a pig or something on smelling for truffles. Yeah, it, it covers up his mouth and his uh, eyes. Yeah, so Bart has to... Which is uh, demented behavior by Lisa here. Uh, but whatever. So... This suddenly focuses Bart, 
and he does find the truffles. They just happen to be in Lisa's room. Truffles in your room? I thought you'd been selling them. Bart, I haven't been selling the truffles. I have been eating them. Really? Why? Vegetarian food is so boring. Pasta, soy. You know what's a bad pizza topping? Broccoli. I work so hard. I've got dirt under my fingernails I'll never get out. Not that I'm going to try. I'm sorry, Bart. Take the last truffle. Do whatever you want. Sell it. Eat it. Or give it to someone who deserves it. You spent your life searching for these, but you never had one. Well, this is yours. Bart, you've done a truly kind thing. Oh, so that's why they don't give pigs truffles. No, they don't give pigs truffles because truffles are worth tens of thousands of dollars, Lisa. I <laughs> It's nonsense, Matt. It's just nonsense. Uh like I don't like know. the rest of this episode. Like, really. Yeah, this is just more absurd. Like this is so over the top with this pig's the pig and the, the truffles and everything that you the the mob and the fat Tony and the the Selma stuff seems more down to earth in comparison. It is. Um but it's over, Matt. The B plot's over now. We can focus on the A plot. Yay? I mean, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I say too. So we uh, that we go back to the Jersey Shore effectively, and they don't. I don't think they say they're in Jersey like textually, do they? They just show us a bunch of fake Jersey Shore stereotypes, right? Well, yeah, the occurrence, of course. <sighs> This this is very tiring to me, Matt. Like I don't like this is the thing where you're like, oh right, the Jersey Shore existed, huh? That was a show, right? It was very popular. It was big around that time. It that was not anymore. No, we've kind of mostly forgot. I mean, like it's a footnote. You're like, oh yeah, those people. I remember them. Um, Marge and Selma are still angry at each other. Uh, they're still holding a grudge. So um, if this is the conflict, Matt. Marge and Selma are angry at each other, right? For perceived slights build up over the years. What happens that breaks this tension? Like, what is the what is a climactic moment where Selma perhaps realizes, "Oh, this is foolish. We are sisters. Why why are we fighting? What is there some I sort mean, of top of my head? Mm-hmm. I would say something along the lines: Oh, she realizes that Fat Tony can be that way too, and she still loves Fat Tony." Even though he acts the same way Homer acts sometimes, but in different ways again, because mafia. But that's just off the top of my head, maybe I guess. But yeah, they don't. There's nothing here. They they just it the the episode. The writers say they get along now. There's no there is no build up. There's no escalation. There's no there's no foundation. There's nothing here. Just a thing happens. They are they get along. They make up. Here it is. Here's a clip. They make up. Selma, va 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 what? Why can't you support my marriage? You've never supported mine. You married a pig. Well, you married someone whose first name is Fat. I'm late for my mani-pedi spray tan. Oh, frick 
Gagna loses Chug. Oh, well, if you insist. Chug, 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 Mind if I join you? Look at our men, Marge. They're having a great time. You are such a gentle kisser. You are kind of all over the place. Maybe I've been mean to Homer because I was jealous of your happiness. Now that I'm truly happy, maybe all four of us can start over. So that, that and hey, it's mended now. I mean, that's what I mean, man. Like that was I. We didn't. I didn't cut that right. I didn't. That was literally pulled directly from the episode. Like they're angry at each other, and now they're not. You're like, oh, was is there gonna is are just is this just a stream of things happening related to Selma marrying Fat Tony? Like, there's no, there is no conflict here. There is no, there's, there's no real plot in this episode. It's just a bunch of things happening that are around Fat Tony marrying Selma. It okay. So they're together. They're everyone's a friend now, Matt. Everyone's friendly. It's all good, right? It's all good. Everything's great. All good. No more conflict this episode. Uh, um, nope. Sorry, Matt. We're, we have two minutes to go in the episode. Now we have another one. Uh, because right before the end of, the, of this act, Marge and Homer walk past and hear Tony mention something horrible. Now, which is our room again? You know, it had that painting of that lady and that monster on the ceiling. That was a mirror. Looking good, boss. Yeah, you look like Johnny Handsome before we shot him in the face. Hey, I gotta look good for my Gumar. Huh? Gumar? That's mob talk for mistress? Fat Tony has a mistress? He's cheating on Selma? That's crazy! Why go out for a hamburger when you got rancid steak at home? Uh, I'll just sit here quietly. Sorry. Um, Got to get in those Selma's awful jokes about the rancid steak. I, I'll take that, Matt. I'll take that over this this utter stoop. Like this is again, this is the most boring version of this episode. So we go to our final commercial. Seventeen minutes and fifty-seven seconds. Eighteen minutes, Matt. Okay, there's like two and a half minutes left in this episode, and we just introduced this big bombshell. Why is it this at the end of the of the second act? Why isn't there a I, this should be the thing that builds the rest of this episode, but instead we have a bunch of meandering around with truffles and the Jersey Shore. What are we doing? Yep. It's okay. We'll uh, we'll get through this quickly because not a whole lot happens. Uh so Homer and Marge go to uh Selma and tell her what they heard from Fat Tony. <laughs> How could Tony cheat on me so soon? You know, Selma, from what I've seen here, Fat Tony has a lot of bad influences on him. I walked through a door last night, and they were playing cards for real money. Well, Homer and I are going to take you away right now. Oh, can't we stay one more day? The Occurrence and I are going to the tanning salon and get oiled and broiled. (laughs) Sorry, The Occurrence, but to use your lingo, Homer and I have to be that guy. Whoa! You don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy, but Marge is making me be that guy. Enough! I just wanted to include some of the stupid jokes, so if you haven't seen this episode, you understand how bad they are. That guy. I'm guessing this is just a reference to the Jersey Shore that I don't understand because I didn't watch it. Almost certainly, Okay. So, like Robbie said, if this had happened at the end of Act 1 or midway through Act 2, it would have meant something. Or the end of Act 2, now we have four acts. 
but it's too late now. So that's <laughs> a, a, just a you just writ large, man. It's too late. <laughs> okay, so now Selma understands that Tony has a mistress. Okay, she's upset. She's not okay with this. So Homer goes out to tell Fat Tony that they're leaving. We don't. Selma doesn't immediately confront him for some reason. Uh, she holds back so we can have more of Homer being a moron. Uh, so Homer goes out to tell Fat Tony that they're leaving, not because it's cleanup day and he's trying to avoid it. Fat Tony tries to get Homer in the pool, and this is where the, the uh, uh, noodle jokes come in. Uh, Fat Tony says, here, have a pool noodle, or a pool fusilli, or a pool um, ziti, I think he says. So I actually laughed at that. Of course, then they make the joke horrible because he's like, oh, or mama can make you anything you want. So I guess Fat Tony's mother has a pasta machine that makes pool noodles into whatever shape you want. So they, they take what, what was kind of a funny joke and just absolutely destroy it by taking it too far. And of course, she says that Homer's too fat for any noodle, whatever. But then uh, let's resolve this, quote unquote. Uh, a woman drives a convertible through the fence and into the backyard, and it's time for a fight. Leave? Why? Because you have a girlfriend. Oh, it is true, but it is not what you think. Where is this other woman? You're the Gumar? I'm Fat Tony's wife. You're the Gumar. You're nuts. And I've got the ring to prove it. <laughs> That's a Gumar ring. This is a wife ring. <gasps> That's a wife ring? March, don't look. This doesn't make any sense. There was a wedding. You exchanged vows. I can explain. If you spoke Italian, which I knew you did not, you would have known that those were Gumar Gumba vows. Voi tu Selma, essere la Gumar di Tony Grasso per il resto della tua vita? Sì. E tu Tony il Grasso, prende Selma cum la tua Gumar finché non ti rompe il coglione in presenza ai tuoi compare? Sì. Marge, if I ever tell you I want to get married again. I want you to stick your thumbs into my eyes. Yeah, we can show you how to do it. The trick is you don't stop till you hear a pop. You missed my first open house as a licensed real estate broker for this brutal putana? I've hit on enough pizza boys to know what that means. Then bring it on, sister! So I don't know Italian, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't actual Italian. It doesn't matter, Matt. <laughs> it doesn't, because... The subtitles lead us to believe these were goofy, fake vows about Selma being with Fat Tony as long as she lives and Fat Tony being with her until she interrupts his business meeting or whatever. I, again, are we supposed to care about any of this? Like, I guess we're supposed to feel bad for Selma. We've barely had enough time. I don't we barely had any time with Selma. I don't feel bad for Selma. Like, she's an idiot. There, Everyone in this episode is a moron. That's to begin with, okay? Every single person is a, the stupidest person Look, alive. they had an abundance of idiot balls, okay, Robbie? I know. Believe me, man. I think about that every day. I think about friggin' Hank Azaria talking about idiot balls all the time. And everyone in this episode is carrying one. Uh, they never treat this with any bit of seriousness or, 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 I don't know, just the tone is so, even the non-truffle part of this episode, the tone is so elevated that it, and it, everything is so silly and everything happens so quickly without any setup or reasoning. There's no reason to care about any of it. Selma marries Fat Tony after a montage and after she got like, 
instant plastic surgery from a man who threatened to murder her. And there's, it's not like, I'll give you, I'll cut you a lot of slack. Fat Tony and Selma certainly can have some weird, awkward meat cute because they're both very strange characters, but it could work. But it requires you treating these people, these characters like the real people and not just cartoon characters. Um, and you have to give someone a conflict. You have to make people make a decision about something. If you want to tell a story and if you're going to, if, and if the Simpsons want to be like, Oh, we don't really care about stories. We just want to tell jokes. I'm like, well, Oh, for two then, because then like, you, you need jokes. Yeah. You need to write better jokes then. And not just every single thing is, isn't it funny how mob guys talk? I'm like, You've made that joke a hundred times, a hundred times. How many Fat Tony? That was like episodes? season three, guys. There's there's Fat Tony episodes every year now. Every season we get a Fat Tony episode, and every single one is just what's vomit up a bunch of mafiosa mafiosa jokes, and they're always the same ones. They're all like I guarantee you, The Simpsons have made this exact joke before, making fun of what taking care of means. I guarantee you, it has I'm already sure. happened. It really, it really seems like. The Simpsons writers are no longer writing for people who have seen the show. They're writing for people who have never seen it before. See, Matt, that might be just too generous on your on your part because I would say they're bar- <laughs> they're not they're not writing anything. About it, I mean, <laughs> it feels like they it doesn't feel like writing to me. This feels like just, this is I don't know I don't I didn't think this episode I I don't know maybe it's just some in a in a in a bad mood or something. But this episode did nothing for me. It's not terrible. It's very boring. I think that's the thing we, we probably haven't really... It hasn't come across much. This episode is just boring. Like, I, there's just nothing... Yeah, like, it's like, there's, there's no jokes. The, the story doesn't really take any weird turns or anything. The closest thing you could hold to a shock is that, oh, Selma finds out and doesn't just go along with it. Because, I, real quick, I'm going to end the episode. We're actually not done with the episode. What, man? Uh, because what? At this point, yeah, yeah, okay. So... This at the end where Selma says she's hit enough pizza boys to understand what that means. Her and Fat Tony's wife start fighting. Homer and Marge sneak out back into the house and then start making out in the tanning bed. And we cut to credits. That's where it ends. There's no resolution whatsoever. It there. That's the. That's also like I. It is a. Uh, I don't a bane. It is. It is awful. Like episodes ended that's like we can't even get endings matt like there is what happens to selma and fat tony what happens no idea we We don't don't know we don't know what happens back to normal they literally just they don't end the episode they just go oh well we don't we don't have time we ran out of time we mismanaged this entire thing we put put, punch this thing out in five minutes and we didn't write an ending so the ending is marge and homer ignoring uh their their Marge's sister ostensibly going to war with a mob boss. You know what would happen if that in, in real life if that happened? Selma would die. <laughs> they would kill Selma. That's what would happen. Uh, but w- whatever. It doesn't matter, Matt. Uh, we'll rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken? Yeah, I I think so. Do you disagree? Oh, hell no. Of course it's broken. Okay. <laughs> no, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. I, I, yeah, there, it is this episode here. I, I say this a lot. This episode is trying to trick you. Okay. It's trying to make you think it's telling a story because things are happening. Right. But 
the B plot. I mean, yeah, things are kind of happening, but they're, they're inconsequential things, which I think is what you're going to get at. Yes, the, the B plot has, is, has more stuff of consequence in it than the A plot, man. The B plot's terrible, uh, where Bart suddenly is a pig, a truffle pig. But the A plot, oh, well, you're like, oh, Selman, Fat Tony, me, and they fall in love, and they get married, and, and then they there's Marge and Selma conflict, and then, then they find out that Selma is actually a mistress, and you're like, well, that, oh, that seems like a plot, right? That seems like a story. No, I don't, I don't think so. There's no, no, not one character makes any decision to do anything for any reason. Like they don't, we don't know why they do a certain thing. If you could easily, if you want to fix this episode, Matt, you could easily do the thing we talked about where Selma, you know, the same old Selma plot where Selma has to decide if she wants to stay in a loveless relationship that's comfortable or be single again, you know, be alone. You could. I, I think I would rather have the other plot we talked about where the actual conflict is Selma and Marge. And we see that, oh, Selma is in this relationship now and we see Fat Tony not really treating her great, not the same way that Homer treats Marge, but in a different way. And eventually someone points this out to someone's like, hey, you know, you're you claim to be so happy in your relationship and you're mad at Marge with her about her relationship with Homer. But Fat Tony's treating you not in not the greatest as well, but you stay in the relationship and you claim to be happy. And, he, and then someone responds, oh, well, he does this for me and this for me. And I really appreciate that. That's what I value. And you have some kind of reconciliation at the end saying, oh, well, you're happy in your relationship because you value the things that Homer gives you. And, oh, Selma's happy in her relationship because she values the thing that Fat Tony gives her. And everybody's happy. And there's some kind of, you know, warm, sweet moment at the end. Not a fight with Fat Tony's wife while Homer and Marge make out in a tanning bed. <sighs> I don't I don't really care. Like, there doesn't have to be prescribed anything episode between Selma and Fat Tony, to be perfectly honest. I don't need it to be anything particular. It just needs to have conflicts and consequence and characters acting like people. I don't, there's no humanity in this, not even a little bit. And I don't, the Jersey Shore jokes have aged so poorly. Uh, because no one's seen the Jersey shorts. <laughs> it's like, oh, these jokes that no one will get unless they happen to be involved with, uh, you know, popular culture in the early 2010s. Okay. I mean, people watch it, Matt. They did. For a, People did. But unless, like, if you were like 40 at the time, you probably didn't watch the Jersey Shore. If you were 10 at the time, you didn't watch the Jersey Shore. Any child moving forward will have watched the Jersey Shore. If you were, you had to be between the ages of 20 and 40 in the early 2010s mm, to have watched it getting those jokes. See, that's... That's your first mistake, Matt. There's plenty of older people who watched the Jersey Shore. You just you're no, just... Robbie. I have to believe that older people have some taste. <laughs> no. I have oh, to man, okay? that's please, oh boy. Please don't ruin this, man, 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 man. That's the. You should talk to my dad. We'll see how you feel about oh, that God. that statement after that. Um, we can move on. Our next segment. It is time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Uh, from Tim. Did we accidentally... Oh, well, I should. Hey, Comments and News Group is where I ask our patrons over there on patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show uh, for their thoughts and feelings about an episode. They write them down and I read them. If you uh, support us at any level, you can to do that. You can do that too. Words. From Tim. 
did we accidentally take a portal into a different season? This makes two episodes in a row, for which I didn't want to break something. Not clear as to why the Fat Tony Selma combo didn't, hadn't been broached before, but it made a lot of sense in this context. Inside the incident didn't drag on forever. B-plot was kind of okay, and even the inevitable breakdown at the end didn't make me cringe. Number 272, canon. Maybe control yourself in the last act, but not really broken. By the way, one way to judge a season would be how many episodes clear be how many episodes clear the Homer's Odyssey line. This might be the second for season 22. Uh, from Dara, I'm mad. It's <laughs> a good way to start. I'm mad. I've talked about my love of the mafia before, so Fat Tony episodes hold a special place in my heart. For the first 13 minutes or so of this episode, I was having a good time. Even the B plot was unique enough to make me curious where it was going. Then it's suddenly a jealousy episode. Let it be about Selma and Tony. Skip the Jersey Shore jokes. Parody Henry and Karen Hill's relationship from Goodfellas. Let Selma realize why falling for a mob boss is not the life for her. Give her death by actually not wanting to get married and ending the relationship. Need jokes? Have Tony attempt to give Homer a job in the family and failing spectacularly at everything. Compared to most of the season, this episode is great. But it upset me more than others because it made me enjoy it before the last 10 minutes soured me. I missed type last week after looking at my list. I actually had some Cena as my third best episode of season 22, so we'll put this as my fourth best episode due to the overall drek. This could have been the best if it had a bit more heart. From Derek, I'm such a sucker for a Selma episode or Edna episode. Then I have to remind myself not to get my hopes up as we're in the HD era. I'm glad I remain my ever pessimistic self when it comes to the show, because this one was another stinker. When you make an episode like this, you're inevitably creating another installment in the Selma Gets Married saga, with previous entries having been, having been so strong, with such raw human emotion, you gotta wonder if the current writers were watching something entirely different. There's absolutely nothing real here, nothing earnest. Everything feels underwritten and hastily assembled, with no actual reason for the burgeoning romance between Selma, Fit, slash Fat Tony. I haven't forgotten that nonsense. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> remember fit tony man oh was it that was this season wasn't it wow was it i thought it was last it doesn't matter aside from the likes yeah. uh for, aside from he likes her attitude and she'll just settle for anyone compelling marge has absolutely no qualms about this marriage though i'd feel she'd have a quite a bit she'd have quite a bit to say about her sister uh wedding a mob boss let alone one who has actively threatened her in the past then we have fantastic comedy moments with Homer adamantly refuting the claim that he forgot Buddhist teachings or that great scene with the Planet of the Apes musical. Oh, sorry. Those are different Selma episodes. Oh, but this one had the Jersey Shore stuff and all those tumbleweeds rolling past every labor joke. Maybe I inserted those in my head. Anyways, it was bad. And I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm going to just, the podcast is that just going to be that from now on. That I was bad. And I didn't like it. We don't have to, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to break down the whole plot. We're just going to say it was bad. I didn't like it. Uh, from JJ, while not as terrible as usual, I still found myself rolling my eyes at almost every quote-unquote joke. Homer was pretty annoying every time he's on screen, and between him, Selma, and Fat Tony, I think I counted about 30 fat jokes. There's a lot of them. A direct comparison to this would be A Fish Called Selma. You can see how differently the Season 22 writers execute the same plot as the Season 7 writers, without the substance or interesting character exploration. I didn't care for the B-plot either, as the ending did Lisa dirty. Lazy jokes, too much Homer, and the dated Jersey Shore parody ruined what could have been a decent Selma episode. Amen. You can join our cavalcade of calamity, our parade of pain, at patreon.com slash the system show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow? KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Our listener question of this week is, what is your favorite Martin Landau film? We got responses, Matt. I was not expecting many. We got some. I'm, I'm <laughs> looking through these. There's a very specific response that uh, is probably going to be my answer as well because it's the only one people have seen. 
Hey, hey, that's rude. That is rude. Okay, Martin Landau, long and storied mm-hmm. career, appearances in many things. Matt, take it away. All right, first up from Bradley, Ed Wood, because Robbie told me to. I know, I didn't have time to watch Ed Wood. I really need to. I've heard many great things we're gonna about We're going to do it for a, a, a bonus episode, Matt. Definitely. Oh, okay, good. We're definitely going to do All right, it. fine. All right, uh, next up from Derek. Ooh, he was in Sleepy Hollow. I remember it was on TV when I was really young, and I became obsessed with it. Isn't it considered pretty middling? Whatever, I freaking loved it. It was so gloomy and moody and full of beheadings. What's not to like? <laughs> I mean, depends on your feelings about decapitations, but sure. Uh, from Tim, he was one of the thugs in North by Northwest, so I'll have to go with that. From Rich, it's a bit embarrassing that Edward is one of my favorite all-time movies, and Martin Landau gives one of my favorite all-time performances, winning a very well-deserved Oscar, but I haven't had made more of an effort to look up his other films. I'd be lied if I said anything other than Edward, but consider me reminded. Uh, from Matthew, North by Northwest, Landau plays a heavy in one of Hitch's best. From Dara, I've got a three-way tie. His role as Alvin Kurtzweil in The X-Files as the informant to Mulder gave me mystery, and I love seeing one of my favorite shows on the big screen. His role as Judge Abe Petrovsky in Rounders always uh, stuck with me, especially the Destiny Chooses You scene. Finally, his role as Sal Bandini in Ready to Rumble was Oscar-worthy. Sorry to steal your answer, Robbie. Ready to Rumble. I'm assuming that's a, a, a wrestling movie? Uh, I guess you can call it that. I <laughs> guess. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, from Andy, outside his role as J.J. Pearson in the Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island... Okay, uh, we're we're gonna need some expansion on that at some point. Uh, continuing, uh, my favorite is Ed Wood. Thank you, Andy. I just is that a movie? Is that an episode? Like what? What the Harlem Globetrotters and on Gil, on Gilligan's Island? You don't you've never you haven't seen that? I, I haven't actually. And is it Gillian or is it Gilligan? I assume it's Gilligan's Island. Just so there's the I typo, assume it's but... Gilligan Island. But Andy wrote Gillian, so it, it could be either. I'll let you Gilligan's know in a moment. Island seems far more fascinating. I'm looking it up right now. All right, next up from Timothy. His appearance on Columbo was great, but for movies, I have to go with North by Northwest, a great thug role. Uh, from Ciliotto, although it's not a leading role, he does play a significant part in the outstanding movie Rounders, a smooth gin-drinking judge in a star-studded cast and outstanding movie. From Gonzo the Great 93, how do I love the concept of Martin Landau without actually seeing anything he's in? I guess I liked Entourage. I watched the show in early high school. Luckily, I have since recovered from being an Entourage like her and haven't watched it since. You know... Entourage is made to appeal to high school age uh, boys, so it's fine. Uh, from J. Madsen 311, North by Northwest was one of my top 10 movies of all time. It has mystery, intrigue, spies, red herrings, humor, and love. It also has great performances from everyone involved, from Cary Grant, Ava Marie Saint, Jason Mason, and Martin Lando, to even a lot of the one-scene performers. On top of that, you also, of course, have some amazing scenes and sets from the infamous Crop Duster and Mount Rushmore, but also the auction house, the visit to the UN, and everything on the train. Just an all-round delightful, fun spy adventure. I mean, that's fair. More, we need more scenes on trains. Uh, that was like the only good part of the new uh, Mission Impossible film. <clears throat> and finally, from a friend of the pod, Andrew Bloom, I agree with your guest from last week. Ed Wood is a fantastic movie, and Landau is one of the best parts. <laughs> huh. Man, it's, it's really tough to agree with yourself, I suppose. Robbie, what is your answer? I mean, it's Ed Wood. I'm not. I'm, I've, yeah, I've, I've seen other Martin Landau things, uh, but Ed Wood is my favorite. Uh, um, I just I did like opine about it last week, and I will opine about, opine about it again. Ed Wood's great, best Tim Burton movie by far, um, and he won an Academy Award for it for his portrayal of, of Bella Lugosi. It's really good. Um, it's Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island, Matt. That is the name that they they nineteen eighty one. It's a two hour movie. They fight. They play. Oh robo- my god! They play robot. They play basketball against robots on Gilligan's Island. I don't know. What's your mm-hmm. answer, Matt? 
I'm going to have to go with North by Northwest because uh, for those of you who aren't aware, we did watch that for the podcast and it's really good. Uh, it is a fun movie. It goes on a bit too long. Uh, the end is not that great, but the rest of the movie is absolutely fantastic. Uh, and if you are a Patreon subscriber, you can go back and listen to us talk about it. It was really good and I enjoyed it a lot. Matt's criticism of 90% of all movies is it goes on a little bit too long. Well, in this case, it was just the ending felt tacked on. I'll uh, I'll let Hitchcock know. Okay, please that, do. That, I mean, know. we had that criticism during the episode, so you know, if you guys want to hear us make that argument the first time around, go listen to that episode. I'm just I'm making fun of Matt because it's it's a fun thing to do. Uh, next week's question. Uh, this is just this is back to the normal Simpsons question. What's your favorite Fat Tony episode? Oof. And we probably have done this question one, at one time or another, but that's fine. We'll do it again. What's your favorite Fat Tony episode? Post this on... Matthew. Matthew. Sorry, my internet dropped. I'm back. Next week's question. What's your favorite Fat Tony episode? I will post this on our uh, Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. It's posted publicly. You can uh, also answer on our subreddit, which is our The Simpsons Show subreddit. I'll have a link in the show notes for that, too. Subscribe. And uh, you can always just email us at simpsonshowpod at gmail.com, uh, your answer, and I'll get that too. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. I have a nine-point lead on Matt this season. Mm-hmm. And it's the episodes were just counting down, counting down. I'm almost there, Matt. I'm almost there. Uh-huh. You just want that belt. I'm, well, I'm not. It's it's $600 for a belt, Matt. I'm not spending $600. It's just too much. Bye. $600 for, like, a low belt. Like, that's not even a nice one. The nice ones are $1,000, and I can't. I can't I can't justify spending that much money on a belt for a trivia contest on our podcast. It just it, if we were like, you know, ranking in Joe Rogan money, sure, but we, we, <laughs> we, that, that ain't happening. What are you ready for an easy question, Matthew? Ready. In Catch 'em if you can, Marge and Homer go where on their weekend alone? Instead of instead of going to Dayton, they go to Blake. Oh, they go to like a tropical island or something. Um, Because they're supposed to go to like Uncle Tyrone's. That's what it was. And instead they go to... Oh, that's the episode where uh, Homer uh, meets the... No, Abe meets the old man? No. I don't know. Uh, Miami. I'm going to go with Miami. Miami is correct. They, (sighs) They go to Miami. Okay. I think it went a little too easy on you this week, but we'll see. Robbie, all of your questions this week are from Pygmalion. Oh, no. All right. What Springfield bartender becomes a soap star in Pygmalion? See, Matt, I, this is good. <laughs> That's you, always, you got mad at me for my too hard level ones. I think, that, I think your question was way too hard for an easy question because it's an episode that no one cares to ever see. See, Matt, see, that's the thing. All right? The, the, mm-hmm. uh, an easy question, I think, does vary depending on what episode you're picking the easy question from. Mo yeah. is the answer. But if you've watched... You are correct. If you watch Catch Him If You Can, the entire episode takes place in Miami. And it's very much like, hey, it's screaming at you I the mean, entire time. I don't think time. it does. I think they leave Miami partway through, don't they? Not till the very end. Like, there's an ending. Oh, okay. The ending, like, there's a montage of them chasing after them. But it's like five minutes. Most of the episode is like, yeah, and Abe meets a gay elderly man. 
right yeah, on the yeah. beach and it is awful <laughs> it mm-hmm. is so bad you made me question matthew um dredger tatum has two shows at the tropicana 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 this is the the, the, the ending of the episode um what does he do in the two shows uh um what there's he does one show doing one thing and one show doing another thing i have no idea like he uh boxes a kangaroo mm-hmm. and then he uh makes the kangaroo disappear in a magic act see that's not a bad guess matt that's not bad <laughs> um it's the it is fighting one of them is fighting fighting white rhinos and, oh, okay and the other thing is tying balloons on the boardwalk <laughs> Okay. You're at alternating hours. Mm -hmm. All right. Your medium question. What house subcommittee does Duffman appear before, according (laughs) to this episode, when he judges the the bartender contest at the beginning? (laughs) What house subcommittee? Um, I don't know. He appears before a house subcommittee on a certain topic. Oh, okay. Um, Fetal alcohol syndrome. Oh, you're close. Teenage alcoholism. Man. I knew it was something like terrible. <laughs> like, On the was... right track. <laughs> I knew it was something awful. Of course it would be. Um uh what does the sign on the Miami airport say? Uh it says Miami Airport s- seven hours without a shooting, without a fatal shooting. That's Miami Airport is not very there's not a lot of crime there, Matt. The I an- know. The answer is formerly the Everglades. Ah, uh, well, I mean, that's true. They did cut down a lot of the Everglades for MIA. <sighs> anyway, your hard question. Who are the actors on It Never Ends, and who do they play? Oh, God. There are almighty. three actors Jeez. and four parts. There's, I don't know, Matt. I got nothing. There, I, have no, I have no answer for this. <sighs> okay, okay. All right. Uh, it is Gabriella Defarge as Gabriella St. Farge. Uh, Allegra Hamilton as Sister Bernadette and Roxy Monoxide, and Mo Sislak as Tad Winslow. I don't remember any of that. Mm-hmm. That was years ago, Matt. Like, you expect me to remember things that happened I years know. ago? I mean, I remember a lot of stuff from Pigmolium because I think I liked the episode a lot more than you did, but yeah. It's fine until you get to, like, the last third. Yeah, the third, last third is real stupid. <sighs> That's, I, I mean... I think that's always it's like yeah it's fine until you get to the part where they have to like account for story and character and they forget how to do that. Um, I still haven't. That's one point each today. That's perfectly fine with me. I would be happy with draws all the way. I'll happily draw with Matt every single episode until the end. I'm I'm quite happy with that. Mm-hmm. I I'm prevent defense, Matt. Play. I'm gonna. Blo- I'm <laughs> we're racing NASCAR. I'm gonna block you. I don't care. No shame on my part. Um, that's it for trivia. We can move on to our final segment. The segment every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever. It's a part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as so we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. So let's start scrolling. Uh, uh, scrolling. Yeah, all the way down. Uh, not all the way down, but pretty far. Not down. all the way down. Okay, so I, I think uh, one of the listeners, I, I apologize, I don't remember which one, uh, had the, uh, what was it, the Homer, um, oh, not Homer's Night Out. What's the season one episode? Uh, Homer's, Homer's Odyssey. Odyssey. This, I, is, I, this, is, this is far worse than Homer's Odyssey. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this is, this is not even a question for me. I, no, um, I, we are not very kind we weren't i don't know matt i i feel like this is 
again, I saw multiple things online. People were like, oh, this one's all right. I'm like, it's not, it's not awful. Like, it's not bottom of the list awful, but it is very forgettable. There's not a lot of jokes in it, and the jokes that do exist are all like, hey, mob guys. You're like, okay, yep. They certainly, that's, um, I'm looking at, I'm like in the 380s, 390s, Matt. Um, okay, so we're down here in a lot of the season 20, 21, 22 stuff. So Donnie Fatso, that is the Fit Fat Tony episode. Ah, it's real dumb. It's very bad. Um, I think I prefer that to this, though. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I don't want to, but yeah, yeah. There's Mo Letter Blues. I think that one's better. I think that there's let's see, Boy Meets Curl. I think that's bad. Maybe not. We're, it's very close. <laughs> that's this is this is where I, that's how I know I'm in the area, Matt. Where I look at these episodes, I'm like, is it better? Um, Which one would I rather watch? Uh, what's coming to America? Do you remember? I was just about to ask. I don't remember. God, oh my! All these titles—they blend together. I have no idea uh, what the episode what the episodes are about. Oh, that's where they. Um, this is better. This is better than coming to America. Oh, this yeah, is they yeah, build the fence. Yeah. They build okay. the wall. The, Nor- the Norwegians. I think I would rather watch this than Boy Meets Curl, honestly, because that curling episode was so stupid. I think it's very similar to the, that. That's a little bit more yeah. fantastical, but really not that much more fantastical. I, we're just going to put these two Fat Tony episodes together, I guess. Uh, I can't believe there's two episodes that prominently feature Fat Tony in a single season. I cannot believe it, but I. It I seems mean, to, Fat Tony's a fun character, so you know. Is he? One of those kind of things. Is this? Are you like turning into George Lucas with Jar Jar? We've never had a character. Like no, this no, before. no. I'm just saying that he's a character that the, the writers like. I, I, it's just like for 20 years in, man. Like you got to. Okay, is that a good spot, Matt? Are you okay with that number right below Donnie Fats? Okay I would just that, put yeah. it right, but we're just gonna have them right together. It keeps them neat and tidy. Yeah. God oh my, there's so many episodes, Matt. How does this keep happening? How do they keep making more Simpsons? They just keep doing uh, it. How do they keep making this bad Simpsons? <laughs> I mean, I think I, I. The problem is, I know the answer. Money, yeah. money, it's money. Um, so there it is. The Real Housewives of Fat Tony, number 383 on our list. Uh, number 192 on the post-Golden Years ranking. Number one on our list is still Homer's Enemy. Last place is still Codependence Day. Unsurprisingly, Codependence Day. Holding strong. Love, it is, love is a many strangled strang- thing. Really did challenge for that for that title, Matt, to be perfectly fair. It, it, it got it real really close. Did. It got real close. That was a real close contest. Um, we're not done now. Before we leave, we got one more thing to do. One more question to answer. And that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? I mean, I've got a surplus of gunpowder, and this episode was bad, so... <laughs> this, this does not need to be remembered. There's not much. There's nothing here. Fire the cannon. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. The Real Housewives of Fat Tony. Can work our way down from the top of the list as we answer this question about every episode on the list. We are at number currently number 156, which is Bart's friend... Falls in love. Season, oh, that's a definite keeper. Season three uh, episode. 
This is a you know early Millhouse episode. Effectively, it might be the first Millhouse real real Millhouse episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, I it's a little dry, but like I think it's a, an apt comparison this week, Matt. Where you go, you look at a, the episode that is literally 156th on our list. Right, we consider it the 156th best episode of The Simpsons. Not near the not anywhere near the top. This episode is almost it's almost incomparably better than this week's episode than Real Housewives of Fat Tony. Oh yeah. Like the, it is it is unfathomable that they are the same show. The, the, it, like it is Bart's Run and Falls in Love is not even near the top of what I consider the best episodes of The Simpsons, but it is still so much better than this episode. It's crazy. So yeah, it stays. Of course. I would happily watch Bart. I've watched Bart Friends, Bart's friend falls in love like a hundred times in a row before I watch this episode again. Um, and definitely is worth remembering and talking about. Um, you can find this list on our website. It's the Simpsons show.com has links to all this stuff. Our next episode, Matt Homer scissor hands. Uh, that's a good, uh, what is this about? Uh, I can't imagine it's anything to do with actual Edward scissor hands. Maybe Homer's hands get incapacitated. This episode sees Milhouse dating someone named Taffy after Lisa rejects him. Uh, and seeing the two makes Lisa question her own feelings. Homer becomes a hairdresser after cutting Patty's hair. The Homer hands thing is Homer becomes a hairdresser. I don't know if that's the A plot or it's the B plot. Um, Kristen Schaal's in it as, quote unquote, Taffy. Taffy. Okay. That's the characters. I don't know. Mm. We'll see. Um, I think the Homer stuff is the A plot and the Lisa stuff in Millhouse and Taffy is the B plot, but I'm not really sure. Um, that's next week. You can watch along with us if you'd like. Uh, that's it for us today. I'm Robbie Dorman. That's my name. It's, um, that's my website and I'm on all social media as Robbie Dorman, Instagram, TikTok. Go follow me those places where I'm most active. Uh, go pre-order my new book, Dead End, comes out, uh, this uh, October 2nd. Uh, it's a, a zombie story, my first zombie story. Uh, if you like zombie stories, you'll like this. It is perfect for the spooky season. If you go pre-order wherever you buy a book, you can pre-order it. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That is correct. I spend all of my time taking care of kittens, who I should be feeding lunch to very shortly, because it turns out they are ravenous, and my toes will get devoured if I do not feed them. You can see these incredibly cute kittens at Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram, and you can see their incredibly messy faces, which somehow get messy constantly, despite me constantly cleaning them, but kittens, man. And if you live in the Central Florida area, one of these kittens could be yours. Um, Don't say that, Matt. Don't tell me that I can have kittens. I mean, I have got a little girl that is a what appears to me maybe a long-haired tortie, and don't, she is no, spunky no, no. and what sweet is, oh, and crazy. No, man, I don't need more. <sighs> I also, I also have two six-toed boys. I, I have two polydactyls, oh, and they are dumb as the day is long. But oh, sweet as can I be. can't have any more dumb cats in this house. <laughs> it's very dangerous. That's true. There's a lot of dumbness. In your house. Uh, we already got a cat that just has a tumbleweed and a gear for a brain. We can't. All right, that'll do it. It's really sweet though, and if you pick him up, he just falls asleep in your arms. Don't. You should stop. Okay. How about you stop? Okay. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. That'll do it for us. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt. Yeah. Shh.